Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Learning Project. I would like to welcome you to our segment called Movement in the Classroom. Join us today and learn more about Alicia and how you can create movement in hey your Hey, everybody, it's too. Stephanie from The Learning Project. I'm so excited. Today, I have a very special guest. Some of you guys may know her already. It is Miss Alicia, and she is absolutely amazing. She is a guru of movement and body and music and all the different things, and we are going to learn. I love it. <laughs> We're going to learn about her journey. For those that can't see this podcast, Alicia is dancing, and so I'm loving it already. Yes. She's already bringing the fire. So, um, Alicia, tell us, what is your passion? Dancing, of Woo. course. I love dancing. Um, <laughs> thank you, Stephanie, for the introduction, and thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm honored, to be, I'm honored to be here. And as you mentioned, um, I am a dancer, and I'm a dancer of life. Like, I, I, I love dancing through life. It, I just take in the moments as they come. <clears throat> and I'm, yeah, it's, 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 I'm just excited to share the opportunity that everyone can dance. And I, I know it. you're sitting here thinking, I'm not a dancer. You'll never find me dancing. I have two left feet. <laughs> and I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think a lot of times we get so caught up on what we can't do um, or we listen to those limitations that are in our mind and we don't even give ourselves the the opportunity or the chance. So, Alicia, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get yeah. involved with dance? How did you start dance? All that good stuff. Yeah. Well, I started dancing when I was nine years old. I was in fourth grade. Wow. Uh, I started with ballet and jazz. Mm. That was very traditional, very traditional dance. And when you think about, you know, signing up your children for dance, usually ballet and jazz, tap, hip hop, yeah. some of the go the go to uh, uh, yeah. in your in your typical dance studio. So that's where I started. Um, and then I picked up tap um, about a year or two later. And I performed in, in the Nutcracker for about six, six or seven years all throughout mm. elementary school, middle school, high school. And then, of course, how I met Stephanie. <laughs> so as I, as I, uh, you know, as I went through high school, I ended up joining a Bollywood team. My best friend at the time, um, we were a sophomore. I think it was sophomore year. Um, uh -huh. She was taking a traditional Indian Kathak classes. So Kathak is a style of classical dance in India, okay. and she was taking lessons. And she just so happened to mention, and, and I'm bringing this up because it's been a very integral part of my life, but she was asked to do a performance and she was very nervous about it. And I was like, you know what? If you taught me some moves, I will dance with you. Aww. And Kathak is very, very com complex. There's a lot of detailed movement. There's a lot of footwork. So she ended up coming up with a fusion and she's like, well, let's mix your jazz ballet background and then a little bit of her style and we'll do this fusion. And so that's how um, my experience in the Indian group evolved because mm. someone in an audience saw us, pulled mm -hmm. her pulled her and I to the side and was like, hey, I'm a director of a Bollywood team. Like, would you, would you like to join? Wow. I was, like, I was like, what's Bollywood? I don't know what that is, but hey, it's an opportunity to perform. Sign me up. Like, yes. Wow. Um, and, but at the time, uh -huh. I also was experiencing tendonitis in, in my, in my feet, in my ankles. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was really involved in ballet and point, and there was a lot of stress in my body mm -hmm. and I was in so much pain. I, the doctor said, you know, you should stop dancing completely. Wow. You should stop dancing. And you can't tell a dancer that uh, you no. can't dance. You just That's can't. You get, it's, it's in our soul. Yes. And so 
the beauty of the Bollywood dancing was that it was done barefoot. Mm. So I didn't have to wear shoes. You know, I didn't have to wear anything that hurt my body in any way. Anybody who has done point, you know, it's stressful on your feet. I mean, you're on your toes. Yeah. And sometimes for hours and hours during rehearsals and performances, practice. Um, so I got to take my shoes off and dance barefoot. And I actually found healing. Mm. The pain slowly started to go away. Wow. And then it what was it junior year you started. Stephanie was the captain of our step team in high school. <laughs> One and of them. I, there's like five of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I had I well, I had never really been exposed to step. Yeah. And we, you know, what's lucky for us, Stephanie, is that we came from a very multicultural community. Yes. I literally and was just telling somebody that like our high school, Mammoth Regional High School, when I got there, I, I moved from Washington State. I was in a step team in Rogers High School. Shout out to uh, those those uh, those pirates. Um, and so um, we're at Mammoth Regional High School. And when I moved here, I moved there, I could not believe the diversity we had at our school. Like we took, I feel like I took that for granted um, because so many people did not experience that, you know? Definitely. Yeah, and what was wonderful was that we could learn from each other and mm -hmm. be exposed to other cultures. Mm -hmm. And there, we need that. We need yes. that now. We need it today. Yes. It's as relevant yes. today as it, you know as it was twenty years ago. You know, yeah. it's, we we need that diversity and cultural appreciation and inclusive and in, you know to be inclusive. Yeah. Um, and so when you first started the step team i was like i didn't know what that was but I, I was fascinated i'm like well i got this indian thing under my belt like well what else can i what else can i learn because the yeah. doctors were telling me like traditional traditional ballet and jazz like it just it just my body wasn't responding to it mm. and so i but i still wanted to perform yeah so but how do i perform and, and i only knew ballet tap and jazz yeah so to be exposed to other cultures and other ways of moving that i had never been taught before yeah open it this was there were this is the beginning of a whole new world and it totally took my life in a trajectory till it affects me today mm -hmm. and so um i i loved our our memories from the oh step my, my mom still brings up the beat in my feet the yes beat in my feet the beat in my feet, in my feet. I, I still, I still <laughs> remember <laughs> The other one, there's something in my shoe. There's, there's something. Some, oh, that's the one. Yes. There's something in my shoe. Get out my shoe. <laughs> Somebody has something yes. in my shoe for those that don't know. So instead, we're in step two. I think it was Barry or Billy, one of those guys. They were like talking about something. And it was like, I was like, okay, it's time for us to start, you know? And then um, I was like, what is going on? And then he just started busting out, there's something in my shoe. I was like, oh, we are putting that, we got to put that in there, you know? And so, you know, it's it's amazing with Step. It's such a soul connecting kind of yes. thing. And it is something that is, the thing I love about Step is that, and I, and I actually taught Step after I left New Jersey, I actually started teaching at my old high school step um i was the step team coach there for about two years and um i just i love those girls i was so invested in them and you know i was it was a different posi position for me because now i'm out of high school and i had to connect with them you know in a one coaching matter but also you know help them get through high school because they had a lot of challenges and stuff 
And so one of the things that is so interesting when I think back on just our journey together in movement, how unified it made us. I mean, you could have the worst day or the best day. And when you came to step, like you were so focused on your body movement, how you were uniformed with the whole team. Um, they're just brought a lot of engagement. And that's what I love about step. And I just feel like it brings such a unique form of, of, of connection, spirituality, all of those pieces. So yeah. I just, I'm super grateful for that. And I'm really glad that we've had, I've had that opportunity with you. So, so tell me, what do you feel like movement does for the body? For those that are listening, um, I want you to take this podcast and I want you to send it to somebody, okay? There's a lot of people that have gotten away from movement. And I wanted to talk a lot about this in education because a lot of our teachers, a lot of people that sit a lot, we're sitting a lot, we're not moving, that yeah. blood circulation's not moving, all of those different pieces. And so, you know, when we're talking about movement, um, you know, we want to learn about what it does for the body. What are the benefits? So tell me um, a little bit about what you feel are the benefits of movement and dance. Oh my goodness. How much time do you have? <laughs> I mean, any, any simple Google search, can run you article after article after article and there's just yeah. so much research so let's just be very general because <laughs> yeah, just, just to be just to be quick from a physical standpoint muscular endurance uh cardiovascular health mm. it decreases heart disease yeah. can assist with lowering blood sugar so if you have diabetes um you know, it helps with uh, response, like nervous response mm -hmm. in, your, in your nervous system. It helps with agility. It helps with strength. It helps with balance. I mean, the just the benefits go on and on and yeah. on. Um, we can talk about the emotional health and how, especially now, during, during this COVID quarantine, Absolutely. you know, well, you know, doctors will say in general, exercise, exercise, keep yeah. the body moving. Doesn't matter what you know, if walking, running, works yeah. for you. But in terms of dance, there's something to be said about listening to your favorite song and just being free to move. Yes, there's yes. there's something unexplainable like that that happens in your body on an energetic level yeah. that really shifts. I mean, you have the endorphins, you have all these hormones that make you feel better. Yeah, and you know, science proves that dance can boost your immune system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and you mm -hmm. think, oh well, I'm just I'm just not a dancer. You, you are. Yeah. Every human, look at a five-year-old and yes. play their favorite music and they, they just stomp their feet and they wave their hands and, yeah. you know, <laughs> and we think, and we think it's the most adorable thing in the world. Yeah. So something happens as we get older. Absolutely. It's like, well, that looks foolish or yeah. that looks, it feels silly to just, yeah. just to wave my hands and, or, I mean, that's not everybody, not everybody thinks that, but yeah. I can understand that for some people, it feels funny. It feels yeah. awkward. And I teach dance fitness for a living. Yeah. And I see it and hear it all the time. People will, you know, in the gym will walk by, well, that looks fun, but it's, I would love to try it, but it's not for me. I can't mm. keep, I can't keep up. I yeah. don't, it looks like everybody else knows what they're doing and I don't know. Oh, uh, can I and just, so, I won't oh go. 
Yeah, that is, I did not mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. That, so I just did a podcast with um, a, um, one of my podcast um, interviewers. Um, His name is James. And we were talking a lot about fear and how fear really impacts the way a person navigates themselves in the world. Yes. And when you're talking about freedom, I literally thought of being afraid. You know, um, because they go hand on hand in hand. You have to, you have to conquer your fears in order to be free. And yes. um, exactly what you're talking about, people looking at this and not sure about it. And I, I mean, that was such a good point, you guys. If you did not hear that, you need to listen to that part again. Um, what is holding you back? What's making you take that step? Go ahead, Alicia. I'm so sorry. I had to say something. You I was know like, what? Oh, and dance, dance is an analogy for life. Mm. And that's, that's why I said earlier, it's what, when we first started, I said, I dance through life. Mm. Because it, it is an analogy for the things that I'm experiencing. Wow. And even if I'm not... Uh, or even if you're not a professional dancer, it doesn't matter yeah. because the rules still apply. Like, for example, there there's terminologies in dance. Like, how do, how do we create relationship between dancer and audience, or dancer to dancer, partnering yeah. when you're da- you know when you're partner dancing? How do yeah. you create that connection between you and a partner? Well, that's yeah. not just between you know uh, if you're salsa dancing and you have yeah. your partner. That's not just that moment Mm -hmm. it's in life it's with a friend of mine how how can i um you know create space yeah how do i move in space yeah how do i move in space in life in general like and how how, what does that look like throughout my day you know and you can make dance fun Mm -hmm. by taking it out of the context of i don't have training Mm -hmm. and in the abstract world like how do I dance in my car how do how yeah. do I move how do I move in my car and you're like well that seems silly Alicia and like I don't mean just dancing at the red light and you know yeah. when your jam comes on but but it's an awareness of how you move how mm-hmm. am I turning that steering wheel how am I looking left and right because you know I mentioned to Stephanie before our podcast I had experienced neck pain for five years yeah and yeah. I I felt very angry at my body that I couldn't dance and move the way that I wanted to because I was in so much pain. And mm-hmm. I was convinced that I would never, I, I was convinced, sadly, that I would never be the dancer that I wanted to be because I'm forever stuck mm. with this neck pain. Wow. And that wow. brought, I mean, just saying that out loud makes me feel, I can feel in my body how heavy, yeah. like, yeah. Ugh, yeah, ugh, that feels yucky. Yeah. And I'm sure anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you've ever injured yourself or if you have an, a physical disability, you may have a mindset block that, well, I will never be able to do, mm-hmm. feel, whatever, fill in the blank because yeah. of what I'm feeling. And yeah. um, I had to dance, literally dance through that. Mm. I had to, and and I, that concept, having to dance through my pain man what what does feel good then okay if my neck is in pain i'm convinced that everything else hurts too yeah that's not true yeah there's other parts of my body that are working beautifully my Mm. heart is working beautifully yeah i'm breathing and and there's nothing wrong with my lungs i can smell the moment yeah smell what am i smelling right now I'm smelling my amazing cooking. Like, yeah, I'm making a, a mean tomato sauce. Like I can smell yeah. it, but like, 
and you're like, you're like, well, that's not dancing. Yeah, breath is so important to a dancer. Mm, Breathing, it's so true. you know, it's so true. Something simple like that, that you're like, well, I'm not a dancer. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're hmm. breathing. You're taking a moment to breathe in and yeah. exhale, and you're taking a moment. And then I'm gonna reach for the spoon over here, and I'm gonna yeah. start, start my pot. You know, <laughs> and you're and you're being aware of how you're moving because you know if you have shoulder pain or neck pain like I did, something yeah. simple like stirring, yeah, sauce in a pot, yeah, hurt. Something yeah. looking left and right when I was driving, there were some days where I'm like I couldn't. I'm probably I probably shouldn't been on the road because I couldn't turn left or right. Oh my goodness, so, Alicia! So it, it's it's very interesting to you know why dance is important. Dance brings you back into your body. It brings mm-hmm. in a it brings an awareness that maybe we didn't have before. Yeah. And so what I want to do, you know, is to teach people how to come back to their body in a way that's safe. I love it. And I say safe, not just in the physical sense, but emotionally and spiritually yeah. safe to move. And that's a oh whole my word. That, it, that we can go into. I mean, and it's important for adults yeah. and it's really important for children. To yes. To, you know, from an I, early age. I, this is so good, you guys, because a lot of times we are looking for some magical fairy dust to get us out of our funk or get us out of... Uh, a really negative place but it's really our bodies needing that movement and that needing that connection so there's a funny story I always tell so um, I used to teach dance um, I've, I've been teaching anybody who knows me that's been my classes like I've taught dance like in church like I've done like miming I've done like sacred dance like I've dancing kind of like with you it just became part of my life and just it was everything anything I remember so many times there were certain motions that went along with it so I was working at this one particular job and I was struggling so bad I mean I literally felt like I was going to fall apart and I was working with kids who had been physically and mentally abused and we took care of kids from birth to 12 years old and some of these babies had came in with crazy stories and it just takes like it rips your soul apart you know what I mean yeah anybody who um, is out there doing social work, um, your mandated reporters, different things like that. You're dealing with a lot of kids from different backgrounds and it's really rough and it's really hard. So I get into class and I'm working with the kids cause I work with parent, parents as well. So we did like the parent child bonding, bonding piece to help them out with that. But I primarily was working with the kids and helping them with um, their their emotions and all that good stuff. And I just like got totally sucked into it. I love this love this position. Um, and I literally was having such a bad not a day like you know when you have like a bad month like it was just a bad month. And um, I don't know how it came on, but um, we were doing like a rain session or something like that. Basically, we're talking about rain and talking about where it's come from. And, you know, we were making rain pictures. And all of a sudden, on the radio comes on, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. So I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like, okay, I need this song in my life. So I went home that night and I burned the CD. I could see clearly now the rain's gone. So I put, I brought it, I know you're not supposed to do that, but it was rough out. It was rough. No one's going to say. No one's going to say. It was rough in the streets at that time, okay? (laughs) I was really broke. I couldn't afford to buy it. So, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I put the CD in and I put that thing on repeat for the whole week. Now, 
mind you, the other teachers that are beside me, they're like, if you do not turn that song, I am going to kill everybody. I cannot listen to it one more day. I think I have to get this negative juju out of my life. Like it is hindering me from how I'm teaching, how I'm doing things. And so I started introducing like every single time the song would come on and there was like a couple other songs so it could, re you know, go over, but I would just primarily play that song. And so we had to do like a wave, like with the big parachutes and we were pretending it's rain and you had to run under the rain cloud and things like that. And so, um, you know, the kids are dancing under the rain cloud, dancing in the rain. And it's just like, I got my chance. Cause I was like, okay, I really don't want to do this cause they're super shiny. And so they're not going to be able to like actually hold the parachute up. And so I was like, no, I'm going to try it. So um, I go underneath there and I'm start dancing. And I feel like this weight lifted off. And it's like, it's because I didn't really like move my body side to side all day or do different little moves or move my body in a certain way. So my body was responding to that movement in a very positive way. And I was almost receiving the words that were being spoken. In that yes. And I think that's yep. why when we talk about music and movement, you know, a lot of teachers are like, I'm not teaching that. I'm not doing that. But there's so much in that. Yes. It's so much in that. And a lot of times people feel bad because you're not moving at work really and you're not moving at home. And so yes. if your kids don't have that opportunity to really explore movement when they're feeling happy and when they're feeling sad, I think that is, it's a difficult thing because we need to teach them how to get out of that funk so they take that same thing and they move it throughout their adult life, you know? Right, right. Oh my goodness. I love that story. What a great story. And it's so yeah. true. And it's, you know, with children and there's evidence, there's articles written within the first seven years of a child's life, they have already started to formulate what they believe to be true about Absolutely. the world around them. And if anything Absolutely. has been said to them, or if they've heard, seen anything that could be, you know, when we, when, as adults, as adults, when we think of trauma, we think it's like this big catastrophic event. Yeah. But that's not true. It can mm -hmm. be something so small as, you know, some child took their toy and then they got in trouble for it because maybe they weren't sharing. Yeah. And then that replays over and over and over That's a real in, thing. up until That's their a real adult thing. life. And then they wonder like, well, every time I give something away, I get in, I get in trouble. Yeah. So, or, you know, I have, you know, so I don't want to give, you don't know the, the things that we, the stories that we create yeah. when we're young. And to that child in that very moment, that was traumatic. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, because they, they, they were fun, enjoying their moment. They were playing. And then, you know, some other child comes over, takes their toy that they were playing with, but then the teacher will say, you know, the teacher, parent, whoever, you know, it says, no, you weren't sharing. Mm -hmm. Parent, sharing is caring. Like, yeah, for real. Like, for real. you need to learn to share. So, but yeah. to them, they're like, well, why am I getting in trouble? Like, this, you know, this was my, like, you, we don't know what they're thinking and how they they're processing the information. Absolutely. And so what dance can do, and, and I'm saying on, on a, on a larger level, the dancing helps release some of the emotions that get trapped in our nervous system. Mm. It, like, it, mm. literally these moments and these memories are imprinted and on cellular level in our DNA. Yeah. And 
you know, dance, movement, you know, people go to counseling and they're like, well, you know, I've been seeing a counselor for, you know, five, six, seven years, whatever, you know, years. And for some, they're missing the movement component. Yeah. And that's why dance therapy, you know, dance therapy exists yeah. because yeah. for someone who's experienced trauma, their, their emotions go up, their nervous system is heightened, all this adrenaline is released, but their parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system hasn't given them an opportunity to calm back down mm. and they haven't calm they just haven't been able to go through the yeah. whole process in order to heal yeah and so I love it, that. this is i mean it really goes beyond and i'm no expert so i'm i'm learning this myself and there's actually a program called the somatic experience that train counselors in, in the field to yeah. navigate trauma but using movement in this, this exists and kids and even when you're teaching kids in the classroom for like one of the organizations that are at least in my area so i live in north carolina mm -hmm. and in wake county and there's an organi organization called north carolina arts in action and mm -hmm. they come into the school system specifically fourth grade classrooms to teach movement based on the curriculum Wow. To schools that may not be able, for schools that may not be able to afford a dance program. Yeah. And so think about, think about the students in a classroom that maybe English isn't their first language. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. have a lot of Spanish speakers mm -hmm. and their children, you know, children who speak Spanish at home. And so they're trying to learn these concepts in our school system. And maybe some information is, is lost in translation. Yeah. But take movement, create a story, use words, use, we're, they're using English, yeah. but combining it with movement and it helps to, helps the students learn in a different way. I mean, as teachers, I'm sure you all study the different, yeah. various ways of learning. I mean, you have the auditory, visual, yes. you know, yes. aesthetic, you know, you know, the written, you know, we all learn differently. Mm -hmm. And so dan bringing dance into the classroom enhances learning. But even as an adult, even though I may not be in school, it helps from a healing perspective. It helps with social skills. It helps with confidence. It helps yeah. bring in awareness. I can't, I can, I can speak all day about just being aware of how you feel and how you move. Yeah. Woo! I, We've got lots of stuff. So good. <laughs> lots of stuff. This this was so good because we look at movement as adults one sometimes we can be really afraid to teach movement um but we don't understand how powerful it is with when it comes to movement um even when we're talking about teaching children how language works movement fits right in there you know um when we're doing songs like going on a bear hunt or itsy bitsy spider you know we're using movement to help connect language and so you know and then you're taking it a step further which is you're talking about creating an opportunity for therapy for them um we did a week of um of athletics i guess you can call it mondays we were doing yoga and literally the kids loved it so much 
And, you know, they knew on Mondays they were going to get their yoga outfit on or whatever their little outfit on. And the biggest thing that they wanted to do, take their shoes off. Because that is not allowed in school. Yes. Not take our shoes and socks off. They've got to take their shoes and socks off. They were so thrilled about this. um, And they would just take, like, a lot of deep breaths, practicing what to do, working on that breath like you were talking about earlier. Um, You know, giving them the opportunity to move their body in a way that, really they couldn't understand and I felt like when we had that week of athletics and different movement pieces I felt like their behavior was like 10 times different because they had time to you know beat that rush you know kids come in they're hurry up they're washing their hands they're playing with friends they're eating they're going back to play they're getting ready for class I mean there's so many pieces that are going in and out for a little one and just to be able to say nope we're stopping everything and we're going to have a moment of meditation. Yep. And it doesn't have, have to be long. No, it doesn't. And the misconception is, well, we, and, and of course, teachers are, the expectations for teachers in the classroom, I'm, we, I mean, I can't even yeah. imagine or understand. I, yeah. I just can't. The, yeah. the amount of expectations that you have to perform in the classroom and what need the results that you need to produce. Yeah. Um, so to carve out an hour, like, or, the, in school it, that may not be possible correct can you can you carve out 15 minutes 10 yeah. minutes perhaps Absolutely. perhaps Absolutely. all right dance like um have you ever heard of the pomodoro technique or the no. pomodoro it's like a t- it's a timer i'm i can't remember exactly forgive me i can't remember the exact amount but it's you work for a certain amount of period of time and then you break for a short little period mm. of time and, and it's a timer and then it, it cycles and so any amount of work that we're doing in school Mm-hmm. Taking all right, five minute, five minute movement break, five minute, yeah. ten minute, ten minute movement break. Get shake your hands, yeah. Shake your ears. Let yeah. get all the wiggles out because we're yeah. not we're not designed to sit in a little desk for yeah. six hours. No, we yeah. are, and or, and then it's funny because well, it's not funny, but think about as adults, where do we go? We go from, we graduate from the school system to another school system if you go to college. And then yeah. where do you go? Maybe you have a corporate job and you're sitting in an office in a cubicle. Yeah. It's just, we're constantly stuck in, in you know, sitting in these desks. And I, we're not designed to sit for these no. long periods of time. No. We're just not. And actually it's proven if you take breaks, get up and move, come back and work, work for a little bit get yeah. then take another break get up and move like and um, a lot of the corporations you know like google and facebook or you know they've implemented you know part of their corporate corporate culture you know yes. for, not not all companies are but there are a lot yeah. of companies who are embracing movement you know yes. group group walks around the campus or yes. running clubs and so the the awareness around movement is is really important absolutely um, just for productivity and kids especially you know at that age there's lots of energy in their little bodies they want to just run around and play and and let me say that play is super crucial yeah for an education and as an adult we need to play you need to allow yourself to be silly to laugh laugh at the way your hand moves laugh at the way your your toes go back and forth and we we think well that's so childish but 
It's not, it's no. needed. No. That's, what we, that's what we need to do. It, absolutely. And I think we miss that. And people don't understand when you play, when you move, it, it helps your creativity. Yes. You know I mean? It increases your creativity. So, you know, when you have um, a lack of that, you're not doing that, you're not practicing that at all in your life. It even makes it hard for you to play with your little ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because maybe you're not playing at all, you know? Um, when you are teaching and you are thinking about, you know, your journey, um, what was it that you feel was the most important thing Actually, let me re rephrase this. So when you think about your own philosophy in, in dancing and your lifestyle, what's one thing that you always keep in mind um, or you always remember so that you can be um, in that space of freedom when it comes to dance and movement? What is bringing me joy mm. right now? Joy is my foundation. If it if the movement is not creating joy, I don't do it. I don't hmm. feel like you know I don't do it. If I'm not having fun, I don't do it. Hmm. I mean, like that's the bottom, bottom, bottom line. line. Bottom yeah. line. In my classes, I mean, you know, when I teach my dance fitness classes or any type of class, you know, one of the things I always say, it's not about me. Hmm. I am, I am not, I am one person, one body. There might be 15, 20 of my students. I can't be in all of your bodies. Yeah. And so you have to decide, you have to, we, in, in the Nia dance technique, they always say, you are your own personal conscious, you are your own conscious personal trainer. Mm. You have to be conscious of your own body and your own movement and yeah. choose for yourself and, and you are empowered yeah. to choose movement that might be different than what I'm showing you as a teacher. And that wow. is okay and it is beautiful because you are choosing what is joy filled mm. for you right now in this moment. And that's what your body needs. That's what your body needs. I Oh my goodness, this is like, you need to put that on a shirt. Because <laughs> when you're talking about choosing joy, choosing your body choosing movement choosing what feels good to you and despite what you're currently feeling in your circumstances despite some you know the the, the horrible phone call that maybe you got before stepping into class yeah be you know choosing joy even when i had excruciating neck pain what what can i do what can i do right now what can i choose what can i do that will bring me even just a fraction even just one minute 30 seconds of joy yeah. and if breathing is what brings you joy right now you do that if yeah. stand standing on your feet you know going outside and putting your feet on the grass putting your face to the sun bringing your face to the sun hmm. you know maybe maybe it's you know just shaking your hands out yeah you're you get to choose what feels good in your body right now and that's what your body needs and i think the hardest thing as an adult is judging ourselves on what that looks like. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I was once teaching a class um, recently. This is uh, well, not recently, recently, but about eight months ago, uh -huh. um, I was teaching a class, and there was a woman who came in. She had been there a couple times, but I noticed that she just didn't look like she was having fun but I never yeah. want to assume because everyone comes in with their own yes. experience so we never want to assume 
And final, but finally, she said, "This just feels foolish." Mm. In the middle of class. Wow. And I said, you know, I politely said to her, "Well, if, if there's a different way of moving that you want to choose, you could absolutely choose what feels good to you right now." Yeah. And she just, you know, it just didn't register, and she ended up leaving, which is fine. You know, it's okay. Um, if the class wasn't for her, the class wasn't for her, and that's okay. It may, maybe a different style of movement, or maybe the different music. Who know? Who who knows? But yeah. um, I just think it's important that when you're trying something new, especially when it comes to dance, dance is a very very broad yeah. genre. I yeah, mean, it is. there's so many styles of dancing, and there's so many different ways of moving. I mean, when you think about all of your joints and all of the bones and you I mean one little difference in how you move changes the whole expression mm. you know the music sometimes you can do the same choreography to different music and it feels totally different yeah and so i i think it's important that when you're trying to discover what feels good for you mm-hmm. well what you know well i'm not a trained dancer so you know what can i do or what feels good and i think again that goes back to you know what feel what brings you joy in your in your own body because yeah. you want to release that judgment your body is made beautifully and it's designed how without a mistake mm. even when you think you think you know my body is not doesn't look like that person or you know i i'm feeling pain and so this isn't my shoulder's not functioning or i broke yeah. an, i broke this or i have this you know autoimmune disease and so i it doesn't matter yeah because yeah. your your body I, I mean it does matter but your body is designed how god intended it to be absolutely, absolutely. and we have to we have to choose and, and it's difficult i'm not saying it's easy especially yeah. i've had to uh, overcome my own challenges with my body yeah um and and i judged it for years i was very angry i was very angry with how my body was functioning or feeling or looking yeah and i would literally say if i had a different body then i can do a b c d if i had a different body i would be accepted in you know in, on broadway if if i had a different you know i had all these dreams and goals and desires to yeah. look a certain way to yeah. look a certain way as a dancer and i couldn't get my body to move the way that i thought was expected of me to be considered a professional. Mhm. Mhm. So there was a lot of judgment. Isn't it my story? We, yeah, it, it um, I know isn't it amazing how like we judge our bodies and li- put so many limitations on it and we don't even try. You know, and like when you're talking about your story, like I literally when you told me that you were in pain in high school like with your feet and different things like that, I literally just thought I'm like I remember her teaching us Bollywood like stuff that we were trying to implement into our step team um, routines. And I also think to myself how many times we were like, okay, five, six, seven, eight, do this move, do this move. And I mean, step is very hard on your body. I mean, you are stomping, you are clapping, you are in our step team group. We were very, we had very great creative people. We had people Mm -hmm. flipping, we had people twirling. I mean, whatever we think you can do, let's see what we can do. My hands would swell. I remember coming home and not being able to take off my, my school ring. Because my yeah. fingers were so swollen. 
Yep, we put, we like, put all of our energy into those Every routines. single ounce of energy we put in that thing and did not think twice about it, you know? Um, and so, you know, when we're talking about how do you see your body? How do you treat your body? How do you feel about your body? Um, and, you know, when you were going through that process, like I think about how many times we had to do that. We I didn't even know that it was like, you know, a thing. And I think a lot of times too, um, I think it just as people, we don't talk enough about our bodies and about what's going going on with them. And I mean, I think a lot of times we suffer in silence. You know what yep. I mean? There's this. There's That's a whole another conversation. Woo! I mean, yeah. we can go on and on and on about For real. you know. For real, trauma For real. with our with our bodies or things it's that we've true. experienced, and you, we shut down mm -hmm. emotionally. And beauty of dance is that it gives us a container to express ourselves without judgment, mm. in a way that's creative. That was, and I awesome. think that's why I get so, I think that's why I get so passionate about even just when when I have opportunities to perform. Yeah. Because I feel like I, for my own self, and this is my, my experience, is that whatever I'm feeling in that moment, you know, whether it happened an hour before the performance or whether some I'm recalling a memory and somehow, you know, that day, I get to channel all of that emotion yeah. through my dance. And I get to share that with an audience. And I may not have an opportunity to speak, but they'll feel it and i think mm. you know i am not the most technical dancer i've and i and again that's my self-judgment is i have beat myself up for that um mm. that i no matter how many hours i practiced i just never felt good enough mm. i never felt like i could land those pirouettes i never felt like i could land those leaps and i you know i would go to an audition i would be the first cut and i'm like i just don't feel like i fit in Mm. I don't fit into this dance world. So I'm, I'm, I'm just not a good dancer because I'm not, I'm not a professional. I don't get paid for this. You know, this is you yeah. know, when I was, you know, especially in, you know, in college, because I ended up studying a, something totally different, you know, and I didn't pursue my dreams of dancing. Yeah. Um, and so this judgment of what I looked like, you know, as a, as a dancer and how, and how I show up in the world and how I express myself. Yeah. And really what, so what I've learned over the last 20 years, you know, 20 years since I left, you know, high school and, yeah. and throwing myself into other dance styles and, and specifically the cultural dance. Like I, I've continued my Indian dancing, um, for mm -hmm. many years I didn't do it, but someone found me on social media. My director found me on social media, ended that up messaging so me. And I was like, do you, I, you know, I've never had any lessons in this. And she's like, that's okay, I'll teach you. I have a performance coming up in, in three months um, and I'm looking for dancers. And she's like, I'll just teach you. So and I literally, like, I just learned her choreography in a couple of weeks and I was performing for her. I'm like, I don't know who this lady is. <laughs> wow. And now and now we have a beautiful, you know, relationship and I dance with her when I can. And um, I actually had an opportunity to dance in India. What? Um, yeah, which, with the US consulate in Kolkata. Oh my um, goodness, congratulations. So, yeah, that was a couple of years ago. It was in 2017. But so we're but, we're oh, still I haven't seen you for 20 years. So congratulations. <laughs> it's we're long. Still in, yeah, it has been. <laughs> you know, and then I also joined um, a local Brazilian samba team. Mm -hmm. And I've taken workshops. Oh, so I I think, you know, the key to embracing your body and, and trying to figure out well what works for you hmm. is just is again getting over the fear. Yeah. of, well, I've never danced before. 
perfect, perfect. Try one class yeah, and, and just see what feels good and how you express yourself because I love I love the dances that come out of the different countries in Africa. You know, I hate yeah. to say like African dance because that, I mean, there's yeah. so many countries. Like, which country? You know, there's so many different styles um, depending on which country you come from. Yeah. And they're all so amazing. And, but I gravitate to them because I love the way I feel grounded. Mm. I love the connection to the earth. I love the connection to spirit. Yeah. And those styles, like I really connect to. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, but like I started off in ballet, tap and jazz, and it was, it's very, you know, ballet is very rigid. There's a way yeah. of doing it. This is the way, you, yeah. you know, you don't really stray from that. Yeah. Um, you either you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, with other cultural styles of dance, it's about the people and it's about celebration. It's about the community. It's about yeah. connection to each other, connection to spirit. And so, um, and, and usually there's a story behind it yeah and you know we talk about you know the roots of african dance and you know that's a whole nother story too oh my god that's gonna be a whole nother podcast and i am not i am not i am not an expert on it but i appreciate it and i honor it um and i'm so learning like brazilian samba like there's there's a root in african culture Yeah, that I had to learn, and I had to learn to respect and to honor it. I'm half Hispanic, so I'm uh, my father is from Colombia, and so to connect to my heritage and my Latin roots, and there's a whole nother way of expression in the Latin community. Yeah, and then there's so many styles of dance within the Latin community, and so yeah. I take so what I do and what I would encourage anyone who's maybe interested in movement is you start with where you feel like the most drawn to from a mu- from a musical standpoint. I love that. Yeah. And then just try a class. I mean, yeah. now with virtual classes, there's no excuse like where well, there's no one in my community teaching. No yeah. problem. There's people all over the world who are teaching and yes. have online classes. Yes. Um, I actually just signed up for flamenco lessons, which comes That's from Spain. So- um, the teachers in Chicago, and I'm like, this wow. is just something I've. I, it's a new way of moving. I yeah. have no idea. I don't know. I've never taken. I've seen it performed. Yeah. I've been to Spain and I saw a flamenco performance. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sign up for a six week introduction class. Yeah. Just for fun. Just to yeah. just to see. And yeah. I may like it. I may not. There's no judgment. Yeah. I just want to see what my body can do. Yeah, and I think being more spontaneous, you know, and giving yourself that adventure, you know, giving yourself the opportunity. You know, when we think about like little kids, they will try anything. Like you yeah. can put like a little dance class together. You know, some of them are very, some of kids are very shy, but there's some of those kids that would be like, try anything and move their body and um, engage in something different. And I think that's what we need as adults. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we are such in a place where we are, in this COVID craziness and all this other stuff going on, um, in that point where you need to be open to trying things and be open to seeing yourself in a different light. I think it's extremely important and there's an opportunity there. Um, and one of the things that I love about you is that you talk about all the different types of dances that you've um, learned. And I think a lot of people, when they're thinking about passion or they're thinking about you know, who they are, they always think of themselves in a very singular kind of modality. You know, people are very fast. They have like a lot of things. You're going to change. They say people change every five to 10 years. You know, if you get yeah. married, the person that you married, you know, five years ago is going to be gone in five years. It's just going to be. 
because there are things in your life that are going to change or experiences that you're going to have that are going to change the way you look at the world and the way you look at things. So, you know, it's really important to remember that movement is not just only good for your mind, body, and soul. It is something that is really a necessity in your life. And you have to figure out what type of movement feels good to you. Um, Alicia, tell us one thing that you want our viewers or listeners to take away from this podcast. I think the main thing I would love your listeners to take away is what you just said, you know, understanding the importance of movement, no matter what kind of movement it is. It's important to move your body and specifically, I mean, when it comes to dance, understanding that there's important importance in the emotional expression. Yeah. It's healing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age you are. Movement is healing. Movement mm. is medicine. Yeah. On all levels, mental, yeah. emotional, physical, you know, it's spiritual. Yeah. Uh, even if you're not spiritual. Yeah. You your body is designed on purpose with intention. Yeah. And it's important for us to understand that we only have one body. Hmm. And we are here we are here on purpose to express I ourselves. I love it. And to, you know, understand it's it's a form of self-love for me. Oh my goodness, that was so deep, y'all. Like it's taking me a moment to actually process that. The thing yeah. for me is like movement has always been such a huge part of my life and I've over the years have gotten away from it and it's like this podcast is literally like ministering to my soul like it is something that I know exactly what you're saying and so many of us you know we get in the corporate world we go to different places and we forget what actually brings us joy we forget what we actually love um, and when we forget those pieces, we lose ourselves. You know what I mean? You've got to take yourself along the journey. You can't just put yourself in this box and say, this is who I am and now and everything that I love. And if it's considered foolish or not socially acceptable, you know, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to do it. And I just want to encourage you, you know, if it's something that of course is legal and great and good and bringing good to the community, <laughs> go back to that first love and really find yourself and reinvent yourself along this way i mean this was so good i am like so nurtured by this i always say this is my like my 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 cup of noodle chicken soup here right now like it is so good to my soul it, it's not the it's not the stuff you put in the microwave this is stuff that you've got in a crock pot it's good it took some time you know and i just yeah. i love this so much um alicia if people are like you know what i want to learn about more about movement i want to learn more about dance i want to take some classes with you girl like i'm ready to go right so <laughs> where do they go to find you um where can they find you yes um you can visit my website at w www.alishatherez.com that's a-l-i-c-i-a-t-h-e-r-e-s-e -E -E. that's my middle name so alishatherez.com um, you can find me on facebook www.facebook.com forward slash the alicia therez i love the it <laughs> there, there's some there's, there's some other ones but i'm the only one that matters <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding 
all the all the other ones were taken, so I just put the in front of it. Um, you can find me on uh, Insta on in Instagram at a b therese t a the letter a letter b t h e r e s e dot com. So Insta Instagram. Um, so yeah, and and if any of your followers would love to have uh, either a one on one. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think sometimes that's the best, especially yeah. if you're like, oh, I don't want to show up in class. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You know, so I would love to offer your viewers um, two sessions, if, awesome. that's okay, if that's okay, two sessions at, yes. at, at um, 250. Awesome. And awesome. Nor normally they're 150 each. Wow. So I would love to offer just a little discount for your viewers. Yeah. And what you would experience in a one-on-one -on -one session, I would send you an intake form and you get to tell me what you're just what you're feeling right now what is it yeah. some whether it's emotional you know that's that's generally where i would love to go in my coaching sessions let's talk about what's going on in your the emotions and spirit, spiritual speaking yeah. um and just where are you no judgment yeah. just where are no you judgment. what would you what would you like to feel what are your favorite songs what are your favorite music I love you, it. you create a little playlist for yeah. us yeah. um and then you know when we meet we'll go we'll go through it and then we'll move through it and what that looks like it doesn't mean like you're going to be prancing all around the room it, <laughs> it could be and you could be and i am not going to stop you but it could it could simply be just sitting yeah it's what i want to help people moving forward is come back into the body and if that just means sitting and breathing that's perfect i want to be i'm a space holder mm. that's what i'm good at i'm mm. good at holding space i'm mm. good at allowing people the time and giving them permission just to yeah. share. I, you know, yeah. I, I think what's missing now in, in our, you know, in our society is that we don't take time to hold space for people mm -hmm. and, to, and to listen without judgment and to show empathy and compassion to what other people are experiencing. Some people don't feel heard and they don't feel seen. Hmm. They feel, judged by their family or their friends or their coworkers or their bosses or they, they just don't have a safe place and sometimes you can't go to the people in your circle yeah and sometimes having some some a third party just to sit and listen i'm not a therapist per se right. Right. but there's something to be said about having someone listen to you as a third party and say you know this is what i'm going through and to and and my gift is how do we bring that back into the body and if we just need to shake it off and then we shake it off if we need to yeah. just lay on the floor there are techniques and you know i um there's a training that i took called floor play through the nia dance technique and we move on the floor so yeah. you never even have to get up you can just do all yeah. your movement on the floor yeah, yeah. and it it doesn't have to be fast yeah it doesn't it can be slow it can be meditative or it can be aerobic you yeah. get to choose you get yeah. to decide and we can explore how your body wants to move and that's what i want to teach people is teaching people how to listen to their body yeah what is my body saying right now in this moment what does it need to do right now based off of what i'm feeling thinking seeing experiencing in my current situation yeah man and how do this i do that so i love it
I love anyone it. can just go on to just shoot me a message um, or shoot me an, or my email my email is alicia at alicia therese.com i love it and and you guys all of this information is going to be below this podcast we will also have um the special promotion on our um all of our links okay so you know you can catch us on facebook linkedin um instagram um, we started a little bit of twitter you guys but i don't know about the tweets <laughs> So um, <laughs> we're getting started in some places. So I want you guys to follow us, share this podcast to someone that needs it, okay? Um, this is going to be food for their soul. Um, you know, again, if you guys want to follow us, learn more about The Learning Project, you can go to www.tlptraining.com. I want to thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to go along this journey, you guys. Definitely know that we are here for you. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you soon.